This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. On this edition of Inside Supercars, we hear from Peter Wallace on how the new engines will be changing the way teams have to manage their weekend and reduce the number of people at the track even though it's not quite what he expected. You know, in the beginning I thought it was going to be one crate engine which would make it very equal and fair, yep. and then I obviously see the ramifications of that with people like Ford and Holden, but it still could have been one engine with a supercar rocket car on it. Andre Heimgardner is looking forward to Gen 3 next year, as he's hoping it will compact the field. Um, I guess a freshness, I guess. Um, you know, everyone sort of gets very close in what they're doing now, and. I think um, it's just a new challenge, new challenge to drive, new challenge to engineer, new challenge for fans, it brings excitement to the sport, hopefully close to racing. So. Macaulay Jones thinks that Brad Jones Racing is on track and it's not going to be an out of control Christmas and summer for the team. At VJR I feel like we're, we're pretty well yeah, set up for it, we've got two chassis sitting there and hopefully an engine coming pretty soon. A look at the changes at BJR, the more things stay the same, all coming up today on Inside Supercars. And it starts now. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel. It's post Adelaide and Craig, you had a couple of interesting interviews with a couple of Brad Jones stars in Andre Heimgartner and Macaulay Jones. Well, we're going to hear from them shortly. Andre Heimgartner talking about his year, and his year is a fascinating one. Of every race he finished, I believe he finished in the top 10. So unless he had a DNF, he was in the top 10, which is a very strong performance. And as we know with Brad Jones Racing, they are very, very good out of the box when we have major changes in the car. So he's looking ahead to what could be a very productive year. And Macca, of course, Macca is very laid back. We talk gardening with Macca as he's in Albury, and uh, we also have a chat about BJR and the progress that they're going to be making over the Christmas break. One area that BJR has been involved with, Tony, is a good mate of yours, Peter Wallace, and you had a chance to speak to him. And that interview coming up a bit later in the show is a, is a fairly interesting one, and it's about a very important change that Gen 3 is making in the structure of teams. Everyone, we talk about the aero testing, we talk about the engines, but we don't talk about some of these other personnel issues that is all coming in under Gen 3. In, indeed, and it is a massive restructure. 
in the way in which, uh, because Gen 3 is a lot more than, as you say, a chassis, an aero, it is an engine program principally, an engine program that has been orchestrated, manipulated and manoeuvred by the good people of Supercars Australia. And Pete Wallace will be leaving the paddock permanently from what was his job with BJR doing the engines for the cars. They are the KRE engines, but of course he was in charge of the computer programming of those engines. Because of this, he'll be now working on the Super 2 program. So it's certainly interesting to listen to Pete Wallace on the changing face supercars. One of the critical things is that with these new engines, Tony, that they're not going to need the engine guy or the mapping guy at the track. Now, I'm quite surprised by that because I would have thought with the differences of the engines and the and the way the engines are being structured, I was actually thinking, though, they're going to be the most technical part of the race car. Well, it's the changing face of, of supercars and the V8 engines they now use in a all using a Chevy or a Ford engine, both of them out of two different engine shops. Andre Hungarner, an interesting year. BJR, a change for you. How do you look at this year and what you've learnt from it? Yeah, I've learnt a lot. It's been a great year for me personally. I've enjoyed racing again and had obviously some success. I think we ultimately, as far as the championship goes, you know, we should have been a bit further up, but we had some pretty bad luck getting taken out at Bathurst and a few other things. So um, overall, you know, a bit disappointed with that. But as far as the year goes as a whole, any year you can get four podiums and then should have been another one yesterday. Um, and had really good pace all year. We're generally top six car, and to have that sort of pace the whole year and that consistency, um, I think we had a run of top tens for about 13 or 14 races or 15 um, in the middle part of the year. So, yeah, I've really enjoyed it and really looking forward to the next few years with the team. What are you looking forward to most about what Gen 3 possibly could bring? Um, I guess a freshness, I guess. Um, you know, everyone sort of gets very close in what they're doing now, and... I think um, it's just a new challenge, new challenge to drive, new challenge to engineer, new challenge for fans. It brings excitement to the sport, hopefully close to racing. So, yeah, we'll just wait and see and see if uh, it does actually produce what we're hoping. Was Pukekohe the highlight or a highlight? Yeah, Pukekohe was 100% the highlight for me. It was, it was a dream come true for me to be there and um, to race there. You know, I grew up on that side of the fence watching people get on the podium and get trophies and to be the fifth ever the fifth ever Kiwi to get a trophy and get a podium there and do it twice in one weekend were pretty special. What's the disappointment level like knowing that next year these new cars, this new opportunity and let's face it, Brad Jones when he when we have a generational change like this is normally one of the teams that get out there quickly and get going. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see. I think everyone thinks that, that Brad Jones racing always gets it done when they swap cars but like it's going to be anyone's game. I think you might see other teams sprite up there, but I think as far as our engineering department goes, we got some really good engineers. So hopefully we'll be able to sort it uh, quicker than everyone else. <laughs> but the calendar, the disappointment of not having a New Zealand race. Yeah, it's disappointing, but it is what it is. Look, there's obviously more to it than just changing tracks. So I think there's a bit of a FIA thing there and different things. So hopefully we can get that back on the calendar for next year and um, or the year after and um, some international race hopefully as well. Well... Andre, have a great Christmas. Are you back to New Zealand and having a big Christmas at all? Yeah, back to New Zealand, and then my partner's obviously pregnant, so we'll be going to Perth to see her family and then rushing home in time to have the baby. So, um, yeah, it'll be an action-packed off-season for me. By the end of the off-season, you'll have enough points to go on any of the trips you <laughs> want to have. Exactly. It's a long flight, so thank you.
all the best and have a great Christmas. Thanks. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock. I'm here at the Adelaide 500. It's the end of the 2022 season. Race 34 has been run. And I'm with Peter Wallet, a man who's been building race engines and Formula Fords and, and V8s of all sorts and kinds. Peter, it's an end of an era for you, isn't it? Yes, it's um, the last uh, day that I see that I could be involved in supercars. With the advent of Gen 3, they have only two suppliers and I don't believe they have need for tuning at the track next year, the, the way I've been told that it will operate. Um, so basically, yeah, for Australia's Formula 1, you might say, I don't have a job anymore. The one thing is, of course, that these cars, the current cars that have been running uh, this year and the last two or three years, will now, in fact, go to the Super 2, Super 3 series. Yes. The Super 2, anyway, to start yes. with. Yes, um, So there'll be some need for your skills in that oh, I, I'm not out of work. No, 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 I'm, I'm not, not suggesting you're going to be out of work, <laughs> yeah. but it's a different landscape. Yeah, it's not as professional. Yep. That's why the reason I like supercars level one, because it is the highest professional yep. category in Australia. And when you strive to be the best or do the best, <laughs> that's the category you want to be in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I still have lots of customers in Super 2 and Super 3, and uh, I, I, I'll be around at the six races that they have, for sure. Yeah. As far as uh, engine building, at this moment, what have you got on your plate sort of thing? I uh, just finished a Lotus Twin Cam. Uh-huh. Concourse condition, 1963 Mark I, 270 hours. What's Steve that for? Rob Forbes' uh, Cortina, Mark I Cortina. Right. Um, the one with the independent rear suspension, not the leaf spring. Yes. And I've still got the second of the uh, NASCAR engines for the uh, Aston Martin Sports event. Uh-huh. I only just got the Conrods a week ago, so... So and as far as the championship concerned, the Super 2 championship, these engines will be going across there? Uh, I would say yes. Well, they're already... Uh, yes, these cars, Brad's cars, will be in Super 2 next year. OK, you've been doing Brad Jones engines and... Just their mapping. Yep. Just their mapping, their carry engines. Yes. And I was asked by Kenny, because uh, Brad was Brad and Paul Skelzo were looking for somebody a couple of years back um, to look after their uh, running of their engines at the circuit uh, so that the changes with any problems were quicker. Yep. I, I would change, if I saw a problem, I'd change it uh, uh, while the car's running. Next time it comes in, I plug in and put another map in. So, And that happened a couple of times where we were breaching uh, with a fresh engine that went in and it breached the rules and um, by the time we did the second stint of the first session it was fixed and had they have had to rely on uh, other sources it might meant that it got fixed that night or for the P2 so, um, I also just mentioned I just won the Super 3 championship Indeed a second time yes, with a new young man and very good yeah Extremely good driver. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And while he has spent the year shadowing Kai Allen, at the last hurdle, <laughs> Kai Allen tripped. Yes, yes. In a big way too. Yeah, that yeah. was a that was a lot of movement on that wall. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, Kai is a terrific young kid. I met him in, as a go I have no doubt. Yeah. I don't he know will, he many will go of these young. Yes, sport. I'm sure he will. And uh, young Dalton that just came into the uh, Super Two with Brad Jones. I've never seen anybody go straight into a, a, a race meeting and be in the top ten. I'm, I'm very happy that Brad Jones has got somebody like that for next year in Super 2. Okay, and how many of their cars, how many of Brad will be running Super 2 next year? Oh, I couldn't answer that. I don't know that. 
Okay. How many years have you been doing it, Brad Jones? Oh, two years. I mean, um, I first met you when you were working on Mark Larkin's engines. Yes, that was in 1993, 94. Yeah. 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 I've been at this meeting since the start, 1985, um, with Formula Ford. Yes. Uh, and then in 88, I went to Larry Perkins for two years, um, and then uh, uh, back to Sydney uh, with Formula Holden, and then Formula Ford engines, and then um, 94, as I say, with Loco, with his uh, supercar engines, what they call touring cars, I think, at the same, at that stage. Same thing, though. And then also some time with Stone Brothers. Stone Brothers. Well, I went to the Gold Coast um, after doing 10 years of Formula Ford in my own spec engine, and, and supercar, oh, touring cars at that stage. Um, customers, I did Ultratunes engines, so I was an independent supplier there. Yeah. Um, uh, with enough experience, I, um, I got uh, asked to go by some people at Motec to um, pull wheels. Yep. So in 2000, I packed up everything and just moved to the Gold Coast, and I'm not moving anywhere else. <laughs> um, and then from that, Ellery's, and then DJR yep. for a couple of years. Team Dynamic for a couple of years, um, and I won the Super 2 Championship that year, supplying engines to Howard's. Yes, uh, Adam Macro. Yep. Um, started off just doing their tuning, and then they realised there was a big gain there, so they sent the engine, and uh, we updated that and sorted that out, and we won the championship. And then um, from that, straight to Stones Brothers. Okay. And I still do all of Stones Brothers engines, bar the ones the big teams have bought from them. A couple of engines have gone to some of the bigger teams to have a look what we did. If maybe we could just reflect on the changing face of the championship. Um, that while these aren't crate engines that are being used, they're far from being crate oh, engines. Oh yes, they're not crate engines, no. <laughs> but um, that does mean, as you say, there are two suppliers to the category. Yeah. And um, I'm just interested to uh, know what you think this will mean for Australian wanting to have engines built in the future. Is this a, an end of the line for some people sort of thing? Yeah, I, I don't know really. Um, it seems strange. Um, you know, in the beginning I thought it was going to be one crate engine which would make it very equal and fair. Yep. And then I obviously see the ramifications of that with people like Ford and Holden. But it still could have been one engine with a supercar rocket car on it. Yep. Um, still, people would have had to service them with standard parts from the supplier uh, would have made it much more equal if that's what they're looking for and it probably would have been cheaper but um, uh, the engines aren't great engines and they've done a, a, a good job of making them from the, the parts that they're, they're getting and to make them at the price I believe the price is quite good um, how long they last that will be determined next year um, parity Still don't believe it's there, um, and, and especially fuel economy. I don't believe they'll get that. I could at, be wrong, but uh, I doubt that. Let's look at it from the point of view of um, the people like yourself, engine builders, um, the development of future engine builders. I mean, what does this mean for them? Because obviously you well, came through the ranks, both learning and building what people wanted. Um, and now we've got a situation where that's not going to be the same demand, is it? No, though in other categories um, will have engines that are more relevant to people wanting to develop them, but then those other categories don't have the money to spend um, to do that. So I would think more people head over to America or England than stay here. 
they're a bit dumbed down. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we all. Uh, if I was a lot younger, I would have gone overseas as well. But yeah. that's I see. I love Australia, and I, I, uh, you know, I only strive to be the whatever is good in Australia. You know, there's that classic story of when Mercedes uh, came in via Erebus, um, and um, they uh, took a Stone Brothers engine over to Germany, put it on a. Yes. On a dyno, pulled the string and went. Couldn't believe it. Oh fuck! Yeah, yeah. couldn't believe it. How yeah. did we get to that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was involved earlier on in that process, but then there's a few knives in my back from higher up, <laughs> and uh, so I ended up not with that position. Yeah. But um, uh, I was uh, kept in contact with young Craig Kirkwood. He was uh, very good at what he did, right. and um, one of the smartest young guys I've ever come across. Um, but he's, he saw the riding on the wall with supercars and moved out and I don't think he does too many engines these days. He does more computer work. But, uh, but yeah, and same, he, 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 he probably thought things were getting a bit dumbed down yeah. and he needed something more interesting to work on. Well, um, the one thing I can be sure of is if there are some Super 2s running and they will be at Newcastle, that I'll see you nearby. There's no doubt about that. All right, well, have a very Merry Christmas. You too. Peter Wallace, thank best. you so much for talking to you inside Supercars. No worries, thank you. Well, Macca, I reckon you might be cracking the record for most liveries in a season. It was it was hard to remember which car you were driving. Yeah, it is a little bit like that. It feels like, uh, it feels like every time I look at a photo of a car, I get confused of which one it was and what round it was. So... It's, uh, it's definitely a tougher way to, to go about um, about it, but it's uh, what we've had to do for the year and, and Brad's uh, done a very good job with, with facilitating that. What about the year? It seemed like any time there was any trouble on the track, you managed to uh, become part of it. You had, some, you had some big hits and you had some pretty rough times there. Yeah, it was uh, actually the first half of the year wasn't too bad for that. Um, but then, yeah, towards the end with like the Gold Coast accident and catching fire and um, and then one in New Zealand, so that was a little bit frustrating. And, and um, yeah, but it's part of the game, and I feel like we made some good progress over the year. What do you look at now for knowing Gen 3? <laughs> I know you're knowing it's going to be a, sh a hell of a lot of work over Christmas, but how are you measuring all that up for what the outcome might be come Newcastle? Oh, to be honest, I feel like we're reasonably prepared for it as much as you can be at this stage. I mean, there's still a lot of parts to come and a lot of parts to be designed and, and made, but... Um, at VJR, I feel like we're, we're pretty well yeah, set up for it. We've got two chassis sitting there and hopefully an engine coming pretty soon. So it's uh, definitely you know, stepping in the right direction. It's a really exciting time for the sport, not, not just for us. You know, it's uh, you know, the end of an era with Holden and, and then Chevy coming, coming on. And, and those cars look awesome. I can't wait to get to Newcastle. And your engineering, mechanics and everything is, is fairly stable. Everything's going to be consistent. Oh, to be honest, I don't know. We just we just finished the last race, so um, yeah, I think everyone seems pretty happy, which is good. And, and um, yeah, everyone, we've got a, it's been a few changes at the start of the year, obviously, and, and um, yeah, it's been good. Change is always sometimes difficult, but yeah, we've worked really hard over the year to, to try and you know be pushed in the right direction. You grew up with Andrew Edwards being a, a fixture here. How do you feel about seeing the success he's been able to have this year? Oh, it's amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm really happy for him and, uh, and I hope he is really happy because he's doing a, a very good job and, and it is a testament to his work, work ethic. I mean, he, yeah, he was with BJR for so long. I'm, you know, I remember him when I was a kid and, and he was once my Super 2 engineer and, and I've worked very closely with him and so it's, it's really good to see his success.
having a uh, any sort of break at Christmas or is it in the shop and trying to keep everything going? Uh, yeah, I mean, I like Aubrey, so uh, I probably won't get too much travelling in. Um, you know, we're going to be pretty busy with this whole Gen 3 program and, and working alongside Brad and sort of learning the ins and the outs of the, the business. And, um, and yeah, I, I tend to keep it pretty local. I've got a little... Uh, I'm going to say it's a little hobby farm, but I've you know, got a couple of cows and some alpacas and whatnot. So I'll, um, you know, only 10 minutes out of Albury, so I'm, you know, I'll be spending a fair bit of time there as well. I remember when we were talking, you were doing a lot of, you were doing a lot of uh, growing your own produce and that sort of thing. How have the floods all affected that? Yeah, it's not too bad. I'm lucky I live on a hill, to be honest. But um, you know, my chickens have got pretty, pretty drenched in the backyard. But um, yeah, where, where the where the farm is is yeah, 10 minutes away from where I actually live. But yeah, it's. Uh, it's all part of it. Aubrey's still pretty underwater with the with the river running through the town, but um, yeah, it hasn't luckily affected us too much. So um, yeah, it'd be a, it, it's nice to have the off season, but you know, I'm ready to get into the Gen 3 stuff, and we're going to be pretty busy in the off season, just like everyone else, everyone else in the in the category. Well, Macca, have a great Christmas, and we look forward to seeing you uh, at Newcastle, ready and raring to go. Yeah, thank you. Merry Christmas to us all. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more. Or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. Sort of paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them.